Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 5, Lines 1 through 208 Now mourn, her rosy steps in the eastern clime advancing, sowed the earth with orient pearl, when Adam waked so customed. For his sleep was airy light, from pure digestion bred, and temperate vapors bland, which the only sound of leaves and fuming rills, aurora's fan, lightly dispersed, and the shrill matin song of birds on every bough. So much the more his wonder was to find unwakened Eve, with tresses discomposed, and glowing cheek, as through unquiet rest. He, on his side leaning half-raised, with looks of cordial love hung over her, enamored, and beheld beauty, which, whether waking or asleep, shot forth peculiar graces. Then with voice mild, as when Zephyrus on Flora breathes, her hand, soft touching, whispered thus, Awake, my fairest, my espoused, my latest found, heaven's last best gift, my ever new delight. Awake, the morning shines, and the fresh field calls us. We lose the prime to mark how spring our tender plants, how blows the citron grove, what drops the myrrh, and what the balmy reed, how nature paints her colors, how the bee sits on the bloom extracting liquid sweet. Such whispering waked her, but with startled eye on Adam, whom embracing, Thus she spake, O soul in whom my thoughts find all repose, my glory, my perfection, glad I see thy face and morn returned. For I this night, such night till this I never passed, have dreamed, if dreamed not as I oft am wont, of thee, works of day past or morrow's next design, but of offense and trouble, which my mind knew never till this irksome night. Methought, close at mine ear, one called me forth to walk with gentle voice. I thought it thine. It said, Why sleepest thou, Eve? Now is the pleasant time, the cool, the silent, save where silence yields to the night-warbling bird, that now awake tunes sweetest his love-labored song. Now reigns full-orbed the moon, and with more pleasing light shadowy sets off the face of things, in vain, if none regard. Heaven wakes with all his eyes, whom to behold but thee, nature's desire, in whose sight all things joy, with ravishment attracted by thy beauty still to gaze. I rose as at thy call, but found thee not. To find thee I directed then my walk, and on, methought, alone I passed through ways that brought me on a sudden to the tree of interdicted knowledge. Fair it seemed, much fairer to my fancy than by day. And, as I wondering looked, beside it stood one shaped and winged, like one of those from heaven by us oft seen, his dewy locks distilled ambrosia. On that tree he also gazed, 
And, O oh, fair plant, said he, with fruit surcharged, he deigns none to ease thy load and taste thy sweet. Nor God, nor man? Is knowledge so despised? Or envy, or what reserve forbids to taste? Forbid who will, none shall from me withhold longer thy offered good. Why else set here? This said, he paused not, but with venturous arm he plucked, he tasted. Me, damp horror chilled at such bold words vouched with a deed so bold. But he thus, overjoyed. O fruit divine, sweet of thyself, but much more sweet thus cropped. Forbidden here, it seems, as only fit for gods, yet able to make gods of men. And why not gods of men, since good, the more communicated, more abundant grows, the author not impaired, but honored more? Here, happy creature, fair angelic Eve, partake thou also. Happy thou art, happier thou mayest be, worthier canst not be. Taste this, and be henceforth among the gods thyself a goddess, not to earth confined, but sometimes in the air as we, sometimes ascend to heaven by merit thine, and see what life the gods live there, and such live thou. So saying, he drew nigh, and to me held, even to my mouth, of that same fruit held part which he had plucked. The pleasant, savory smell, so quickened appetite that I, methought, could not but taste. Forthwith, up to the clouds, with him I flew, and underneath beheld the earth outstretched immense, a prospect wide and various. Wondering at my flight and change to this high exaltation, Suddenly, my guide was gone, and I, methought, sunk down and fell asleep. But, oh, how glad I waked to find this but a dream! Thus Eve her night related, and thus Adam answered sad. Best image of myself, and dearer half, the trouble of thy thoughts this night in sleep affects me equally. Nor can I like this uncouth dream of evil sprung, I fear. Yet evil whence? In thee can harbor none, created pure. But know that in the soul are many lesser faculties that serve reason as chief. Among these, fancy next her office holds. Of all external things which the five watchful senses represent, she forms imaginations, airy shapes which reason, joining or disjoining, frames all what we affirm or what deny, and call our knowledge or opinion, then retires into her private cell when nature rests. Oft in her absence mimic, fancy wakes to imitate her, but misjoining shapes, wild works produces oft, and most in dreams. Ill-matching words and deeds long past or late. Some such resemblances, methinks, I find of our last evening's talk in this thy dream, but with addition strange. Yet be not sad. 
evil into the mind of God or man may come and go so unreproved, and leave no spot or blame behind. Which gives me hope that what in sleep thou didst abhor to dream, waking thou wilt never consent to do. Be not disheartened then, nor cloud those looks that want to be more cheerful and serene than when fair morning first smiles on the world. And let us to our fresh employments rise among the groves, the fountains, and the flowers that open now their choicest bosomed smells, reserved from night and kept for thee in store. So cheered he his fair spouse, and she was cheered. But silently a gentle tear let fall from either eye, and wiped them with her hair. Two other precious drops that ready stood, each in their crystal sluice, he ere they fell kissed, as the gracious signs of sweet remorse and pious awe that feared to have offended. So all was cleared, and to the field they haste, but first, from under shady arborous roof, soon as they forth were come to open sight of dayspring and the sun, who, scarce uprisen, with wheels yet hovering o'er the ocean brim, shot parallel to the earth his dewy ray, discovering in wide landscape all the east of paradise and Eden's happy plains. Lowly they bowed, adoring, and began their orisons, each morning duly paid in various style, for neither various style nor holy rapture wanted they to praise their Maker, in fit strains pronounced or sung unmeditated. Such prompt eloquence flowed from their lips, in prose or numerous verse, more tunable than needed lute or harp to add more sweetness. And thus they began. These are thy glorious works, parent of good, almighty. Thine this universal frame, thus wondrous fair. Thyself how wondrous then. Unspeakable, who sits above these heavens to us invisible, or dimly seen in these thy lowest works. Yet these declare thy goodness beyond thought and power divine. Speak. Ye who best can tell, ye sons of light, angels, for ye behold him, and with songs and choral symphonies, day without night, circle his throne rejoicing. Ye in heaven on earth, join all ye creatures to extol him first, him last, him midst, and without end. Fairest of stars, last in the train of night, if better thou belong not to the dawn, Sure pledge of day, that crownest the smiling morn with thy bright circlet. Praise him in thy sphere, while day arises, that sweet hour of prime. Thou son, of this great world both eye and soul, acknowledge him thy greater. Sound his praise in thy eternal course, both when thou climbest, and when high noon hast gained, and when thou fallest. Moon, that now meetest the orient sun, now fliest with the fixed stars, fixed in their orb that flies, and ye five other wandering fires that move in mystic dance, not without song, resound his praise, who out of darkness called up light. Air, and ye elements, 
the eldest birth of nature's womb, that in quaternion run perpetual circle, multiform, and mix and nourish all things. Let your ceaseless change vary to our great maker still new praise, ye mists and exhalations that now rise from hill or steaming lake, dusky or gray, till the sun paint your fleecy skirts with gold, in honor to the world's great author rise. Whether to deck with clouds the uncolored sky, or wet the thirsty earth with falling showers, rising or falling still advance his praise. His praise ye winds that from four quarters blow, breathe soft or loud. And wave your tops, ye pines, with every plant, in sign of worship wave. Fountains, and ye that warble as ye flow, melodious murmurs, warbling tune his praise. Join, voices, all ye living souls, ye birds that singing up to heaven gate ascend, bear on your wings and in your notes his praise. Ye that in waters glide, and ye that walk the earth, and stately tread, or lowly creep, witness if I be silent, morn or even, to hill or valley, fountain or fresh shade, made vocal by my song, and taught his praise. Hail, universal Lord, be bounteous still to give us only good, and if the night have gathered aught of evil or concealed, disperse it as now light dispels the dark. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn turn will be our delight till by turning turning we come round right